It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. I'm joined now by Darren Rowe, a, a dog behaviourist. He's got Mindfulness for Dogs, which is a great business because, let's face it, Darren, we often think we know what we're doing with dogs. You know, like me, and I've said this before, I've, I've had a few dogs over the years and I've probably got it wrong most of the time. <laughs> you want to talk about puppies today. That's where it all starts, right? It is. Good morning, Roman. Um, yeah, puppies are one of the... Ah, oh, the most exciting times of a life when you get a dog, I guess. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I've made so many mistakes with puppies and I've put them right. It's so much easier to get it right right at the beginning because mm. then uh, it just saves so much time um, and hassle later and probably a lot of money on dog, uh, dog trainers, not that I should really say that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, nail on the head, once again, time. It's that time. You might get a dog... Look, there's two things. Getting the right breed of dog for the life that you live, I guess, and also do you actually have the time to make it work? Yeah, um, we. I think we touched on last week about the different websites you can go to to make sure the dog that you choose isn't just the, the pretty dog that you really want. It's actually the dog that fits in your lifestyle. Mm. But probably the most important thing is do you actually have the time for that dog? Because mm. they do take a lot of time. And, and if you don't give that time to the dog, then the behaviours get worse and worse and worse. And before yep. you know it... The dog's going to be rehomed, possibly. Who knows? Yeah, and that does happen. People it get does, sick of them. unfortunately. Around 18 months, generally. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're getting sick of themselves, though, eh? Because mm. you, you said this before, it's that frustration around your own inadequacy, really. Most of the behaviour... Well, if you think about the behaviours that dogs do, um, in, a, in a pack of dogs, they'll be learning from the other dogs. Mm. Whereas in a pack of humans, if you want to call it that, a family of humans, probably a better word, they're learning from us. Mm. So... All of those naughty behaviours that your dogs are picking up, we're actually teaching them and we need to take responsibility about that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is um, this is going to go really, really well. I can feel it already uh, <laughs> because I've seen a few people with puppies on social media lately. One of my nieces in the far north has just got a husky by the looks of it on Instagram. And I'm wow. thinking, whew, there's a lot of work. What sort of dog should you look to get? Look, call me shallow, but initially it's vanity, right? I want a dog that I think is pretty and looks looks a bit like me. Border Terrier, maybe? I know. <laughs> I love the Border Terrier. But you won't see a great big butch person walking a miniature poodle. You know what I'm saying? It's a Rottweiler, so... Um, <laughs> it's really funny. There's a, there's a lovely website I remember finding a few years ago, and they had the pictures of people and their dogs, and they're so similar. Mm. Um, there's a big study. There was a study I remember looking at a long time ago when I was doing a, um, a sort of qualification in academia, and, mm. and um, it was all about... Um, the babies, how babies look and how dogs look and how we go for a, a dog that looks like a baby. Wow. Really, in really interesting. So, yeah, but that makes sense, doesn't it? Because the baby would look a bit like us, so therefore a dog tends to be a bit like us. But you're right. Yes. I, yeah. As I've got older, and if you want to see a study in really bizarre dogs, just walk down Ponsonby Road in Auckland. <laughs> uh, often people have dogs that look exactly like them. And anyway, that's a bit of a segue. But if you do want to find out more about choosing the right dog for you, we are talking puppies today. With Darren, the number here is 0800 844 747. You can text, but it's better to call, and then you can get those subsequent questions answered with Darren. Darren Rowe here, a dog behaviourist from Mindfulness for Dogs. So, what have you seen in recent years with the trends around dogs? What's become, I, I don't understand this, you know, elaborate crossbreeding oh. of a dog that becomes a pedigree. How does that work? Well, first of all, we've got to make a distinction between what a pedigree is, and, and I think the Kennel Club will shoot me alive if I turn around and say that um, a pedigree is a recognised breed that has been recognised through the different years and lines. Okay, So, mm. so the, the crossbreeds, um, still really lovely dogs. I think we've got to be a bit careful which ones we choose to breed because the, the motivations of a dog can sometimes conflict with each other and we can get behavioural issues just through, through those problems. Mm. Um, but 
generally speaking, a dog is a dog, whether it's a crossbreed, because all dogs have started from a crossbreed originally and we've bred them into pedigrees. Mm. So it's more important that the dog that you choose is the dog that you want and, and you keep in your mind what you want from the dog and then that dog will become that dog effectively for you. It makes sense. <laughs> kind of works like that. But look, you know how some breeds get a really hard rap, like the ones that rip <clears throat> people to pieces? Yeah. Is that because the person has encouraged them to be that way or is it more of a hereditary behavioural style? Well, I think, first of all, um, really interesting uh, thing in the US, probably a bit old now, I guess, but what, the, the dog that has attacked the most was the Golden Labrador, mm-hmm. strangely enough. So, so that kind of throws that on its head. But if we're looking at the, I'm guessing you're talking about the, the bulldogs, I won't say a particular breed because that would be unfair to the breed, but they've got a motivational uh, kick to grab and bite. So when you excite them, they will, they'll fly into that grab and bite and that's when they do damage. So mm. it's really important to train that in a way that's safe so that the dog can actually express that motivation, but not when it shouldn't do. Yeah. I think that's the key thing. And I think when we train, if we get a dog like that and we train it to be the, the, the ego of us, mm. so a fighting dog and stuff like that, that's when, that's when we've got problems, isn't it? But there's only a, a, a small amount of people out there that do that. And unfortunately, they sort of spoil it for the rest of us yeah yeah Look, we'll come back to this because we've got the calls banking up now we'll come to those now but i just wanted um one little comment i will make one of the best hunting dogs you can ever get is um a standard poodle they are a very good hunting dog but you look at them and go ah, yeah. what, what? you know that could it's that street cred isn't it exactly yeah <laughs> standard poodles are, are actually working dogs so yes yeah. and, and they're fantastic dogs but yeah. they're hard dogs and they they're were russia's dogs. russia's first police dog i was told a long yeah. time ago yeah. hi cindy how are you this morning yeah, really good, thank you. Morning, Cindy. Hi, I've just got a question. I've got a seven and a half month old puppy. She's had really good recall up till now. I can let her off leash, but probably in the last week or two, she's discovered that chasing birds is better than listening to me. Mm. Mm. Um, what kind of what kind of dog is she? Um, the mum is a Labrador Border Collie, and the dad was a Golden Retriever. Oh wow! So you've got a gun dog there. Yeah. Um, the. <laughs> in fact, you've got the best of both worlds, probably the worst of all. You've got a collie that likes to chase, yes. by definition, and then you've got a retriever that's a gun dog, which is a bird dog. So that's going to be quite ingrained in that natural instinct. But the best way to combat that, and it's, it's going back into the house, because you've got the border collie, you're probably going to get a dog that's going to like to play tuggy. And as yes. long as she's not a, is it a girl or a boy, sorry? A girl. As long as she's not a, a sort of hard biter at the moment, then you're not going to encourage that biting. Um, get a little tuggy toy or a little, a little toy and really play with that loads. Make that toy a million dollars and it's hard work. You really have to put a lot of effort into it. And then yes. when you're outside, as soon as she starts to look like she's seen a bird, then you get the toy out and you encourage her to come back. And it doesn't always work, but over time, the more you put into that toy play, the more she's going to want to be with you with that toy. And then right. the bird loses its sort of value, I guess, and the toy becomes the, the thing to come back to. Hmm. But it is hard work. You've got to keep working at it. I think it's yes. it's yes, 400% in the toy play of you and maybe 2% from your dog hmm. to start off okay. with. Cool. That's lovely. Thank you. What else, Cindy? You've got anything else? It's, uh, you know, like, does he chew your, she chew your slippers and... Um, she, she, yeah, she put anything in her mouth, anything. Mm. I've even found a dollar coin in her mouth. Oh, Gosh. wow. Yeah, so I think, I think going back to, well, that's really dangerous actually, so you need to yes, make sure that those scary. things are up high. But I think going back to that, giving her something that's appropriate to, to, uh, to, um, to chew. Also, she's probably teething a little bit as well. Quite yes. possibly as adult teeth are coming in, maybe. Um, so, yeah, give her something to play with, but make sure it's quite soft. Don't go using those hard um, tuggy toys, those rope, hard ropes you can get. I've, get I've something. actually kept all the old socks and tied yeah. them all together and made tug toys out of them. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. we always yeah. use, um, like, you know, the polar fleece stuff you can buy? 
Oh, yes, sort yes. Of, sort of chew up, um, mm. cut up all your um, polar fleeces and make some little okay. tuggies. <laughs> there you go, Sunday. Cheapest chips. Okay, that's great. Thank all you. All the best. Cheers. Awesome, thank you. Going back to the Border Terrier as a breed, mm. Max, my Border Terrier, when he was alive, he would chase a ball and try and bite it, like a soccer ball, knowing he couldn't get his mouth around it, but he would end up biting his tongue. And he was, <laughs> they are quite determined, aren't they? You know, they just, even though they've, they've bitten themselves, they don't feel the pain, they just carry on, it's all just all go. Yeah, the, so do you start with the right play? Is that important with a puppy? Play is really appropriate for the dog, and there's, there's all different ways of playing um, with your puppy. So, right. again, I, I keep sort of like going on about the predator-prey sort of um, drive mm. for a dog, and the border terrier is what you kind of call a kill-bite dog, right. um, which sounds awful, doesn't it? But yeah, it just it means that when they great. grab something... Um, they want to. They've been bred to to rat, haven't they? So they grab the rats and they kill them. So when a border terrier grabs hold of something, he wants to really get in there and rip it to pieces. Mm. Your, your, your pit bull and that kind of thing wants to just hold it mm. and and literally hold it for you to come and take it off them. So it's really important that you use the right kind of toys. You want a squeaky toy with a terrier, definitely, because yeah. they get a kick out of that, definitely. Yeah, they do. You got to watch those squeakers though, because the squeaker can come out, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got to buy the right one. Yeah, I'm sure vets could tell us some horrific stories like that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. A dog that when it goes to bark just squeaks. Horrible. 0800 844 to talk with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Uh, we're going to be talking about socialisation very soon as well. Not you so much, but it's very important for your dog. 16 past 10. Peter Williams, weekday mornings on Magic Talk. Yeah, I think exit polling is very funny, though, particularly when people uh, say to the pollsters exactly the opposite to what they've actually yeah, done inside have... the booth. <laughs> i tell you how funny it is. I've had ACT Party members admit to me that they've gone into the booth and voted Labour or National. <laughs> and, and, and what's happened is, and it's a very, it's a bit like a religion thing. Um, you know, they have been brought up Labour all their life. They've been brought up National all their life. Uh, they see the ACT Party. They're very supportive. I actually had one lady who delivered brochures and she said, look, I'm so sorry. I got into that booth and I couldn't stop myself. And I couldn't bring myself to vote out. And because and, it is, it's very, very tribal. Isn't that a funny thing? It's, it, but it's so funny that they feel the need to unburden themselves to you. <laughs> well, they felt guilty afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Peter Williams. Join the conversation. Weekday mornings 9 till 12 on the Magic Talk Network. 17 past 10 here on the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travers. Great to have you here. And I'm joined by Darren Rowe, a dog behaviourist from Mindfulness for Dogs. Your chance, this is free by the way. Don't tell Darren, but it's free. <laughs> 0800 844 One of the things that I keep those calls coming, otherwise I'll just keep talking. One of the things that I found really valuable when Max was a little puppy and he was quite naughty <laughs> was the socialisation classes. They're, they're great, aren't they? They are. Um, pet socialisation or puppy socialisation classes are, are, are an absolute must for your puppy. Mm. During that age from about eight weeks to about 18 weeks, your puppy is developing all of those um, emotional states, all of those behaviours, all of those naughty and good behaviours, um, and they're going to stay there. So if they are not exposed to um, all sorts of people, all sorts of dogs, then they never really learn them. I've been working at the moment um, with a little puppy called Jack at um, Precious Paws um, Doggy Daycare in Cambridge, oh, yeah. and, and they've got some awesome puppies there, and it's so nice because I can go in there and I can play with the puppies and, t and train them. And just being able to get in there at that age when their minds are so supple um, and, and like a sponge, you can just teach them so many things. And, and yeah. it's there for life then. You may lose it again at 18 months when they go all crazy, but then mm. it's there for life afterwards. Mm. So really important. So going back to that whole thing about time, for someone who has a full-time job and knows the importance of socialisation, but it can only do it on a Saturday morning, is that enough? 
It's not really, no. So yeah. you've got a couple of options. Um, the doggy daycares are, are really sort of coming out now. Just be careful. Make sure you go there. The one I go to, I love. It's absolutely fantastic. The guys really um, just love the dogs and love the puppies. But just really check them out. And if and if if they say that you can't come in and look at them, don't leave your dog there. That's my rule anyway. Thank you. The other thing is dog parks. As a puppy, you've got to be so careful when you take your dogs to the dog park, your puppy to the mm-hmm. dog park, because one bad experience can can mar your dog for life. Basically, mm. um, in Hamilton, it's a we've got some really good dog parks in Cambridge. Um, I was thinking actually, it's quite funny you were talking about the mayor of um, today, mm. uh, your your mayor of the week, and Andrew King. It'd be great to get Andrew King oh, on we go. from Hamilton to see what he thinks about dog parks, and that'd be really good. Are you saying that because you know he has dogs or he doesn't like? I'm not dogs? sure. I, I'd love I'd love to maybe, maybe phone up and ask. Well, you know what? It's a good thing, and not necessarily. <laughs> about the mayor you've spoken about but a lot of councils have really tightened up where you can and can't take dogs for good reasons maybe but you know what dogs aren't the devil incarnate they can be so valuable in people's lives some cities it's very hard to know where you can take them it is and you know what it's again it's back down to that small minority that is spoiling it for the rest of us 80 percent of people are fantastic with their dogs do all the right things Mm. one thing i have to mention um which is a bit of a bugbear of mine when you go to a dog park You've got to pick up your poo, right? Simple as that. Your the dog's, dog's poo. The dog's poo. Well, yeah, yeah, pick yeah. up your own poo as well, oh, maybe. Lord. I don't know. But pick up your dog's poo, definitely. Please, 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 please. This is a request of mine. Yes. Do not put it in a poo bag and hang it on a tree for later because you won't pick it up. <laughs> Does it? I've seen oh, it. I've seen Chris. I call them Christmas tree, doggy poo Christmas trees. <laughs> it's a weird thing to <laughs> do. It's not a good it? thing. And, and in fact, it's better for. Not that you shouldn't pick it up, but it's better if it's just left on the ground because the water washes it away. It's never going to degrade in a poo bag on a tree. <laughs> I know. That is a very strange thing. I've seen it when I'm walking up Mount Eden sometimes. Yeah. Odd. 0800 844 747. That's the number to call to have a free chat with Darren Rowe. G'day, Peter. How are you? Uh, g'day. Um, Good morning, I've got, Peter. Uh, I've got a, a three-part question. Okay. Uh, that one. I'm, 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 I'm a superintendent superintendent and I live on my own and I have a house which has a fairly large section and uh, I, I I have had dogs in the past but I'm looking for um, uh, thinking about getting a dog again but the age I am in the section and it's about the type or specifics of a dog and I think I probably prefer like a, a medium sized dog perhaps um, I do walk a lot and I exercise a lot so mm. Um, it'd be great company to have, and I'm just wondering what your thoughts would be. Yeah, what kind of dogs did you have originally? Oh, they're all all mutts and mongrels. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is that something that you might be thinking about um, adopting, like a, a rescue dog? Could do. Yeah. Yes, I have thought about that. I, I, I'm probably um, not very keen about raising a dog from a pup stage. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, hmm. certainly, it's a lot of hard work, and and. And, and you can make the mistakes and get it wrong. So so I would say probably go for a rescue dog. But you want to know the background of that dog. So you want to make sure that you're not going to suddenly get um, unexpected problems coming through. Normally when you get a rescue dog, between three and six months, uh, sort of for the first three to six months, the dog's wonderful, it loves your home, and then you think, oh, what a gorgeous dog. And then suddenly those behaviours, those insecurities start coming back out right. around six months. Right. So really find out what's, if you can, find out what's been going on. And most of the rescue centres have some history. They won't tell you the, the gory details, but they'll certainly be able to tell you the history of the dog. So I'd recommend possibly that. And then the breed doesn't really matter. Um, it's going to be a very lucky dog, no, because it's going to get walks every day, so that's fantastic. Most days, anyway. Yeah, maybe a lab cross <laughs> or something like that would be a good, possibly a good breed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so what are you thinking, Peter? Um, yeah, I mean, 
mean, I, I, I like a dog that's easy to, um, or relatively, I know they're hard work, all dogs are hard work, but <laughs> Not always. Some, 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 some are easier to um, get them to, um, uh, to control them, if you know what I mean, like yep. walking, getting them to walk beside you rather than stretching out in front of you, and um, it's sort of those sort of walking behaviours. Yeah, so that's all about building a relationship with a dog. I that, always say right. if a dog wants to walk with you, it's because it likes you. If it's pulling away from you, it's not that it doesn't like you, because that's a bit unfair, but it's just you're just not giving it what it needs. Mm. So it's all yeah. about giving your dog. And, and it sounds like you've got plenty of time to be able to, to encourage that relationship to build really strong. I wish I had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Peter, was that part two of the three parts? Were you, how many parts are we into now? <laughs> um uh, the third part is, is really about um, inside-outside dog, uh, about mm. whether they should uh, at night stay outside or whether they should stay inside. With, you know, yeah. I mean, I know everybody's different, but... Um, it's, it's quite strange. In, um, from where I'm from in the UK, dogs are just dogs. They don't go inside or outside. So for me, you've got to think about what might happen. If you leave a dog outside, you might have to deal with all of the barking because it's going to have yeah. to deal with its environment. If you leave it inside, you might have to deal with some of the chewing, the anxiety, because you left it inside. I would say don't don't make a decision inside or outside. Just have a dog that can come inside when it's when it's the right time and be outside when it needs to be. Right. I think that's a better right. distinction to make. It'll probably choose itself where it wants to be anyway. Exactly, yeah. Today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wonderful. All Thank the best with much. your dog, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. Brilliant. Thank it's you. a bit Bye. like it's a bit like buying a second-hand car in the sense <laughs> that you don't know what's been done to the animal before you get it. You don't. And I love the idea of rescue dogs. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of think oh, that's why I've always gone for pedigrees. No, it's mm. not true. That's why I've gone for pedigrees recently and puppies. So I consider mould it from the start. Is that the if you've right got attitude? a puppy, you can take responsibility for anything that goes wrong. At least with a rescue dog. I love the idea of rescuing dogs. I've got two rescue dogs at the moment myself, mm. but they've been hard work. You know, it's not an easy trot necessarily. You might you might get lucky and yeah. have an amazing dog. Okay. But it's not always. So you've got to make that commitment for not just the six months, because after six months it might go down the pan. Yeah. But you've got to then put the training in, put the effort in and say, no, I've got this dog forever. True. All right. 25 past 10, the number 0800 844 747. This is free. Jump on board. And I know it's probably throwing you a little bit because we've got different times going on here. This is the brand new Sunday Cafe and it's a pleasure to have you along. Here's a text saying, in relation to the previous caller, perhaps he should get an ex-show dog or a greyhound. Oh, that's, that's, that's thrown me a little bit. That an ex-show dog. I'm not quite sure what you mean by an ex-show dog. Is that Crust. possibly a cross dog? <laughs> oh, yeah. What does that mean? I don't think many of those um, breeders would be selling their dogs. They're ex-show dogs. They normally normally keep them. No. But the greyhound idea is an interesting one, isn't it? A lot of people, a lot of older um, gentlemen, older women do get a, a retired greyhound. You need to be a little bit aware that that is a, a working dog. Yeah. Needs lots of running, and also if they're out in public, they need to be muzzled Why? because. If you think about what they do, they're, mm. they're running around a track chasing a little white fluffy thing. Mm. Well, there's a lot of white fluffy things in a, in a dog park. Uh. So you wouldn't want your white, your, your lovely Seriously, great, seriously. a little Bichon Frise could become the rabbit. Well, <laughs> we wouldn't want that, would we? Oh, so, no. so for me, I've seen that in the UK. Maybe it's not a problem here, but no, it's certainly is. not something I would want to 
encouraged. Mm. So I would certainly, if I was going to get a greyhound, I think a really, there's a really good um, greyhound rescue there website, is. isn't there? Yeah, that you can go. So maybe um, Peter can go and actually yeah. um, go on that website and find out maybe. Do you know, I was at the French Country Fair at Tohara Nikau years ago now, near Greytown, and they had a stall there. It was a rehoming thing for greyhounds, and they were walking them around. And I've always thought they're a bit ugly, which is unfair, because they were beautiful. <laughs> they were calm. They were the king's dogs, didn't they, originally? Well, that's I right. So, yeah. Yes. They always look like they're going to fall over and break their legs because they're so skinny, aren't they? Oh, but they're so muscular. Yeah. If you see that, there's, there's no fat on a greyhound and muscles on them. They're just yeah. they're the peak fitness dog, really. Like me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wish that was true, honestly. Same, same for me, I think. <laughs> I've got spare bits and pieces tucked away everywhere. Um, that's why I wear baggy clothing. 0800 844 747 is the number to call. Lisa, good morning to you. Oh, hi there. Morning, Lisa. Go ahead, Lisa. Oh, we've just um, had a bit of an issue there with the phones. That's okay. Lisa will call back. Uh, that's just a technical glitch that we will um, we will put right as 